Welcome back to This Is Hardcore Podcast. You just heard Statement of Pride. This time, it is off of the new cassette EP, Out of the Ashes. Still on Pennsylvania, Youngblood Records. Absolutely fucking fantastic combination. Carter, who is in a bunch of bands like Off the Tracks, um, does From Within Records, Is uh, got a crazy fucking... Old school, hardcore sounding, fucking 1990s style band. Out on one of the best record labels, period, in hardcore, Youngblood. Great combination. We played a track earlier this year. Great to see them back with this. We played, Shadow Run played with them in Tallahassee. They were fucking awesome. So, glad to see them putting more work in with the band. This entire episode is going to be me and Bob Wilson discussing all the bands playing at FYA 9, which will be this weekend. If you're not going, you should take some fucking notes and check out some of these bands. Maybe get your ass out of the fucking cold. Come down next year. A lot of fucking cool shows come from the bands that start killing it in FYA. Bob Wilson has been doing this for a long time. The last couple years has just been absolutely fantastic. The venue's insane. Most comforting, easy venue. Feels like either a tattoo convention or like a Comic-Con with just awesome hardcore bands playing. Carpets, air conditioning, good bathrooms. Catering, we love it. Uh, hats off to John Scanlon, who is also playing this year, but also wrangles all the bands, keeps them on the stage, and makes sure Bob's Fest runs on time. So, without further ado, we're going to talk about some Philly Hardcore shows. Saturday, January 14th, I fucked that up. Sheer Terror's own Reverend Paul Bear will be 55, and we are celebrating it with Sheer Terror, The Chisel, Wisdom and Chains doing an All Blood for Blood set. Violent Way out of Buffalo, End It from Baltimore, Buried Dreams from Boston, The Fight from New York, and Please Die from Philly. All at Club Reverb in Reading, Pennsylvania. Me, Richie Crutch, Chris Mahmood, doing another Trinity show. The Keystone Jam was great. We're going to be doing some more shows at Reverb, but this one's going to be fucking fantastic. Uh, plenty of tickets. Show starts at 5 p.m. Don't miss out. And then um, we've got a couple more shows. Ben Stuckey, Alex, Chris... Not just me and Bob doing shit too. Not One Truth, Morbidity, Delusion, Erode, Damage Control. It's the first show. This is at that cool venue, Media VFW. That's January 15th on a Sunday. I guess that would make this Tuesday, Blood Tith, Underthrow, Greater Pain, and Downhill at the Photo Club. Check that shit out. I don't know much about them bands. Um, January 21st, Saturday, Phoenixville. Fool's Game record release with Hangman, Off the Tracks, Killing Me and More. Fool's Game, we love them. You just talked about them again two podcasts ago. Make sure to go to that one. That's going to be fun just because it's at the Polish Club. We haven't been there in a minute. And, um, yeah, a bunch of more shows coming out. Um, I would say the best thing to do is follow us at phillyhcshows.com and for all the updated information. Also, since we're talking about Carter's band, we might as well bring up the fact that the Hardcore Pride weekend starts actually now Thursday, March 23rd at the church. The Spy Tsunami show is almost sold out. Me and Bob talk about it later. Um, get your tickets to that. Also, Friday, Gridiron, Magnitude, Simulacra, Adrian, Moment of Truth, Never Again, Statement of Pride. That's Friday at the church. 
Then Saturday, matinee show. Mind for seed of pain, port of contact, be all end all, live it down. Chemical fix, carbonite, almighty watching, burning strong, wreckage, and pain clinic. Some of these bands we've played on the show before. We've talked about a lot of these bands if you don't know them. But this is the Hardcore Pride Weekend brought to you by From Within Records, which is Carter, and Plead Your Case, which is Lennon. And um, very cool shit. Flea market stuff's going to happen outside the church. Three shows, all at the church, all one weekend in March in Philadelphia. You're fucking up if you don't get your tickets. That's all I'm going to say about that. And um, since it is January, I will tell you that in seven months from today will be the first day of This Is Hardcore because we're going to do the fucking fest August 4th, 5th, and 6th back in Philadelphia. Don't miss it. Um, yeah. We're moving forward with the fest. we got a bunch of shows. Oh, yeah. One Step Closer, Saturday or Sunday, January 22nd with Soul Blind, with Life's Question, and now with Youngblood and Philadelphia's own Struck Nerve. That's an underground arts. I forgot that. I forgot about that one. Uh, lots of fucking shows. So no reason to sit inside and say it's too cold and we can't come out because we got plenty of fucking shows going on. Now to the episode. I was lucky to have Bob come on the show and talk about FYA, and then we've turned it into an annual thing. And obviously for all the different reasons, I'm always going to be proud of what Bob does, but specifically love the different things that he does with the lineup. And I go deep in trying to get into some of the ideas and the origins and like why he decided to get some of these bands where he found some of these bands. It's always awesome to see someone like Bob constantly picking out not just the bands that people are talking about. He is the person who makes people talk about bands. This FYA is always a jumping point for so many fucking bands and so many bands that end up playing stuff like this hardcore. I wouldn't even have known about them without FYA. So, you know, the teacher becomes a student. Bob Wilson is in a class of his own. FYA is an absolutely fantastic weekend. And for Philly people, it's mad cheap to fly down, mad cheap for hotels and warm when usually it's fucking cold as balls. Last year I came home from Florida and the motherfucker was nine degrees. And I had been out in 60, 70 degrees the night before. So this year it's going to be pretty, um, pretty decent when we get home. So I'm not going to freeze my complete balls off. But nevertheless, it's a great weekend. Check out some of these bands that we're talking about since you're not, if you're not coming. And my hat's off once again to Bob Wilson for everything he's done with Fuck Your Attitude Festival. Across nine years, he has put an insane impact, an imprint of his values in hardcore into a weekend in a place that almost, I mean, there was a time when, yeah, there were shows, but people had started to write off Florida, when people like Lennon and people like Carter were starting to come around and build something fantastic back up in Florida. Lennon Livesey now lives in Philadelphia. Some of the Seed of Pain members now live in Florida, which is also some of the Envision members. So there's become this weird rainbow bridge between Florida and Philadelphia. And why not? Because Bob Wilson from Philadelphia started a fest in Florida. And we've kind of have now a special connection with a lot of Florida. But nevertheless, Without FYA, a lot of hardcore over the last nine years would be much different. And let's talk about it. Welcome back to the show. My number one, my my favorite person, in, I think, in hardcore. Maybe even one of the most important people in my life. Mr. Robert Taylor Wilson IV. And we're going to go over and, and discuss, as we said earlier, 
FYA Fest number nine. Bob, thank you for coming on. Thank you for allowing us to talk about FYA once again. Absolutely. I like that. It's uh, like a yearly tradition at this point. Yeah, this is uh, obviously we could talk forever about the expectations and the competition and the anxiety of not only outdoing previous efforts, but staying up with not only what you hold as a standard, but like what the world holds as a standard. And I've said it a million times, you have the greatest balance of seeing into the future, not about what the band that is cool right now or has been cool for three years, but the band that is going to be the band in three years. And it's the most incredible thing to see you have a festival where so many smaller bands are celebrated. And it's a, a testament to your scouring the actual earth digitally and sometimes physically to find the hardcore that you really like. Yeah. I mean, as somebody, I feel like most bands I've done have been the bands in the position that I like, you know, try to look out for and put on the fest. So uh, yeah, I just, I like, you know, paying it forward and, and hooking them up the way that I was hooked up. Now, obviously every festival is the pre-shows, the after shows, and um, just to get this out of the way, um, Florida Mind, I believe they just sold out or they're on the brink of selling out their pre-show. Is that correct? Yeah, I think last time I talked to Josh, there was like a handful of tickets left. So yeah, it might have so, even changed since last time I talked to him. So the actual festival is held Saturday and Sunday at the Brian Glazier JCC. But Florida Mind presents the FYA pre-show has been kind of like an annual thing where Josh White and John from American Barbell Club put together a show the night before the whole thing kicks off. And this is at the Brass Mug, which is still in Tampa, but in that weird, almost Everglades-looking part of Tampa. (laughs) Yeah, they, uh, I mean, John and Josh, you know, they hold down the Tampa shit year-round. So, you know, I just like that we work together and then, um, you know, they get to do the pre-show and put their own spin on it. And, you know, kind of, like I said, they're, they're the ones down there doing it all fucking year. So, you know, I feel like it's a good, not like a trade-off, but like, Hey, you know, I, I know the effort that you guys put in all the time. So, you know, I'm, I'm glad that they're able to, uh, to do their thing on the Friday and set off the weekend. Now, I think it's cool. And it kind of gives them the ability to have a touch and a part of it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think, uh, and again, I just saw know the score in Miami and I felt bad for a sec. Cause someone threw a couch during our second song of shattered Rome. <laughs> and I was kind of like, all right, I hope kids stay. And then these motherfuckers pulled the all time sickest move and turned all the house lights off before they started their first song. And I'm like, all right, <laughs> all right, you motherfuckers ain't playing either. It's great. I fucking love Know The Score. Been friends with them guys a long time. They were working at Eulogy at, at when Shattered Realm was doing the remaster and getting ready for Dead End Blocks. And, you know, you know the deal. We had Know The Score played like the first six. This is hardcore. Yeah, I mean, yo, especially like in that time period when they were super active, uh, you know, doing tours and all that shit, they were like one of the only bands playing – not only fast, but like, you know, the Clevo kind of shit. And then, you know, the, every song was like a shit talk song or some kind of diss. And like, I just, I always 
thought they're awesome because of that. Because everybody else, you know, I, I feel like that era of hardcore was pretty whack for the most part, and they they stood out. And uh, you know, I just really liked them at the time, and they've held up a lot better than most bands in the era. And I'm glad that younger kids seem to be fucking with them too. And then you know, them a Florida band headline in the pre-show and all that stuff is is cool to see. So yeah, I'm, I think that set should be pretty fucking crazy. Yeah. So the rest of that show is it's know the score, the banner, Vamacara from California, Momentum from California, Missing Link from Long Island, Risk from Boston, Exodrati, which is uh, Josh White's band, and Domain, which are also from Florida. That's at 6 p.m. There's a couple tickets left. That's the first thing of the weekend. And then we roll directly into Saturday, January 7th at the Brian Glacier JCC. Before we talk bands, um, we were talking off air about the additional front part of a stage or something that you're going to build in front to kind of like lower some of it. Like, Or am I getting that wrong? Yeah, I mean, essentially it's that. It's just, you know, like, the, the spot's not a hardcore venue. It's not a music venue. You know what I mean? It's just a place that, you know, does like business meetings and they have like, you know, they set up wrestling sometimes and shit like that. So it's not really curated towards, you know, like a hardcore show. So it's, it's the only thing that kind of wasn't great the last few years, I think was there wasn't room on stage for a lot of shit. I mean, especially like turnstile, like people would get on stage and like basically just be tackling the drummers. Like it was Timmy, no justice or something. And so I fucking, uh, I was like trying to think of ways to make it not so crowded on stage and make Scanlon's life a little less hellish. And uh, he's like, yeah, why don't you do a stage thing? And I was like, yeah, I've kind of looked into it. And he put me in touch with uh, this Long Island kid and he basically did all the legwork for it. So yeah, there's going to be like a a stage extension. There's going to be much more room for, you know, all the equipment and being able to dive and, you know, actually get on stage and all that. So I think it's going to be a huge help with everything. I I couldn't agree more. And also, like, I think with the stage being out, I think that dead spot in the sound in that in that one speaker area, like where the monitor was, I think you're going to hear it better on stage. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. There, yeah. I'm looking at Matt Carl going, I can't hear anything that I'm screaming. <laughs> like, like on the side, I could, but in the middle, I could. I'm like, fuck. No, I, I'm glad that. I mean, obviously, this is year three for the JCC, and every year it gets crazier and crazier. Once again, even uh, where are we at? Are we doing walk-ups? Are we completely sold out? Where are we at with that? Um, yeah, so I had tickets set aside that I was just going to sell at the door both days. And be like, hey, you know, show up. And then I said, fuck that. And I just put them up. So if you don't have a ticket, uh, just don't come because, yeah, we're not going to do anything at the door or anything. And, and the thing about it is, is that there's a FOMO buy that happens every single big hardcore show but especially these festivals where kids months and months out, like I have, I have to go when I buy a ticket and then they don't show up. So I, I know it's frustrating at times because you're trying to mitigate. Well, we don't want 150 people who could be there, not being there, but between all the bands and the, and the guests and stuff that happened, you do have to monitor the overall amount of people in the room. So I think, you know, you've, you've already opened up some tickets to kind of mitigate that. So I'm, it'll be kind of, good for us who are working the door to go, Hey, you know, there's no, there's no walk-up tickets. Yeah. And like, that's what, you know, there's, there's some people who every year, like, you know, every year he fucking puts up more, like don't whatever, just like all salty about it. And I'm like, well, there's worse things on earth than me accommodating more people. And, you know, shit changes, like talk to the venue. Oh, we can do this many people now. And like, you know, it just, 
it's like a like a floating thing. So it's never some malicious plan to screw people over from the beginning or something like that. You know what I mean? So I just, uh, you know, I try to get as many people in as possible while keeping the venue like happy and, you know, feel good about what's going on. No, I think, you know, accommodating and changing the plan and adding to the fest is something that you've been doing since the very beginning from, we talked the first time about we're starting in Orlando, then moving out to Tampa different clubs in Tampa and how they didn't work and then just finding the JCC, which I mean, we said last time, like they were coming up to us being like, we do MMA events and this is a lot nicer. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, they, I mean, the second that is over, they're like, yo, we're doing this next year. Right. And I'm like, as long as you have me, I will be here. Cause don't have to worry about kids smashing their fucking face on some, like on the floor or like, you know, I mean, you get some rug burns maybe from doing whatever, but, you know, I feel like it's it's pretty much the best possible situation for uh for a fest down there. So I know that the lineup up until Crown of Thorns, correct, in this in this uh, official schedule, or is um is alphabetized? Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I'll I'll do the uh the day of when uh it's the day of yeah. Yeah. So um, statement of pride is Carter's band, correct? Yep. And uh, I was sitting there with Shane from the Rumble in Tallahassee. He's <laughs> like, "Yo, this this is like the new strife," and <laughs> they fucking kill it. I'm I'm glad that they're playing. Um, I, I I obviously I don't know where they're at in the bill, so it's not as important as like good to see Carter doing another band. Sometimes I think he's miserable. Other times I think he's psyched <laughs> on shit. I can never figure him out. But um, I think that band's sick. Um. You know I'm gonna not do my best to not diss Dom because I think every time I talk about Dom on a podcast, I talk shit about him the buses balls. <laughs> but I think we both know that Similocker is gonna have a wild fucking set. Yeah, I mean every every somehow, you know, I don't I really don't like repeats, not somehow, but it just worked out where this is I think the third one in the row they're playing. And, you know, the first time I put it on, I kinda was just like, Oh, we'll see what happens and it was like fucking crazy right from the rip. And then last year's really good again. And then this year I was like, well, they got a new record. I can't like pick like, oh, Thanks for, uh, you know, the last two years sucks. that you guys got a new record, figure something out. So I was like, you know, I have to put them on. So yeah, I, th- I think, especially with the new LP and everything, and they've gone out there and done some touring, you know, they played the rumble, they played some other shit. I think they did play this hardcore, right? Am I crazy? No, I can't remember now. Yeah, you know what? They did play the, they did play this hardcore and I made fun of them for screaming too hard. That's okay. Yeah. And yeah. So, you know, I've been going out there doing stuff. So yeah, I think they've, you know, they got way more people than they did in the past. I like fuck with them. So I think it's uh set up to be really good. Uh, obviously we also know that the next band as well, see the pain. There's no way that they don't have like a highlight reel set once a fucking get, cause they're just, they're unreal. Every time I've seen them, they're unreal. That's what, I mean, it's crazy because I don't think that because they didn't play last year. I don't think they played the year before. Like I'm almost positive they didn't. Um, my brain just doesn't work anymore. But yeah, I mean it's been at least a couple years since they played. And uh, so yeah, again, like they have the record that came out last year. They got new shit coming out. Like uh, and yeah, they've just been popping off more and more. And you know they're basically a Philly band at this point, but they're they're equally, you know, as I mean Lennon is the godfather of Florida from the last ten years. And, uh, you know, the other kids have always, like, you know, been doing the bands down there and, like, you know, been the ones uh, 
doing all the all the shit down there and everything. So yeah, I mean, I think uh, I think this set's gonna be fucking insane for them. No, I, I I highlight real again, following that up as magnitude, which is like they did what we talked about on another podcast where magnitude did a tour and kind of was like, Oh, you know what? We don't want to become like the next pro core band. And they've kept it a hundred kept the DIY. And I think slowing down the process, any show they play, no matter where they play is going to be fucking wild. Yeah. I mean, they're, you know, cause they're Southeast bands, you know, North Carolina is not like super far from Florida. So I kind of just in my head, Every year, I'm like, you know, be like Queensway playing business hardcore, you know, something like that. And, uh, you know, they just put on for the South, and I, I love all them kids. And, uh, yeah, the set is always great. I think maybe they might be playing a new song or two because they're doing uh, a new record and everything. So I'm psyched for that. And then, uh, I mean, they could literally play anywhere on the bill and get, you know, blow pretty much every band away. So, you know, it's always a good time with them. Yeah, I think that's the thing about FYA that, people who are looking at the flyer don't realize is some of these bands that you may not know to any one of them could have a set that is going to be hard to fucking replicate because so many of the young kids put on for these bands and have put on for these bands that, you know, they might not be as well known as the crown of thorns and stuff like that, but they're out there and these young kids are fucking a hundred percent behind it. Yep. Yeah, I mean, you can't watch a magnitude set and be like, "Oh, I was like, okay." Like, <laughs> yeah, it was. Crazy. Crazy. <laughs> that was really great. I was like, no, they're fucking highlight reel, all of it. Yep. Now, live it down is a band that you discovered, and you've like fostered in, and I fucking love them. So, I I'm, I'm fucking psyched to see them. Yeah, they uh, you know they're doing the the Clevo thing and uh, the probably the first Cleveland band I've had play because, you know, it hasn't been much in like the last whatever amount of years. Um, they just actually finished recording, I think the other day. So, you know, I think this would be a good introduction to a lot of like the kids who maybe not, maybe don't know them yet and everything and then get them psyched for when the record comes out this year. That's and, right. uh, they didn't, they didn't, did they, did they not play last year? They played, no, nope. they played January at Mocha was the first time I saw them. That was the first time they came out. Yeah, and it was fucking insane. So yeah, yeah and right, then, that's right. It was right after. <laughs> it was right after FYA. Yeah, yeah. It was like them, Hang My, Hangman, Carbonite, Simulacra, I think, and Care by Six. I think was the other band. Yeah, that was a fucking sick show. Um, now Killing Pace, that's the Richmond band, correct? Yep. Yeah, they're starting. To, they're starting to push push people's buttons. Starting to get uh, some more notoriety. Uh, remember a time when a band from Richmond or Atlanta could just like draw hundreds of kids. And I think a lot of that, cause you were touching on North Carolina with the South, a lot of that kind of dissipated. So I'm wondering if the rich, if there's a Richmond crowd that would even travel to FYA. Yeah. I mean, I'm definitely curious. I mean, killing pace. So actually Tyler Mullen hit me up. I, they ended up playing their first show. Like he was at the first killing pace show before they had anything out. I was like, yo, I think you fuck with this band and you sent me a video of it. And like from that moment, I was like, "Yo, play Philly, play Philly, whatever." They didn't, they didn't have like anything recorded or anything. And then uh, they put out the record, and it like fucking blew me away. So I think I probably asked them literally as soon as the demo came out if they're down to play the fest. And uh, you know, this it's obviously a lot of hardcore is geared towards the moshing, and everybody just loves beat down, whatever the hell, and whatever. So just the fact that a fast hard band exists and people actually fuck with it makes me psyched because. Uh, you know, obviously, wish there was much more of that. So, yeah, I think that shit should be fucking ridiculous. 
Now, I, I, I want to see more diversity in what these bills are. I think you do a great job of it. And I, the breakdowns are always what in the last 10, 15 years really kind of dominated the scope of the younger bands. Mm-hmm. I mean, you saw it a little bit popping in, but I think really from like 2009 forward, kids started really starting to refocus on breakdowns, the TUI, and then it got into the more goony shit. And so it, it is good to hear that there's going to be some faster bands um, taking on hardcore because these kids have to see that in, in any regard. The, yep. the next band, Fool's Game, I mean, I, <laughs> I fucking, I love them. I, 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 I don't I don't know what else to say besides there there are there are hometown kids putting on and so I I love that they're able to play FYA. That's what I mean. So I'm like kind of like in a weird position because obviously I live in Philly and I do the fest in Florida, but I want to make sure that kids who support everything in Philly and like you know are putting on for stuff are like represented other places too. So, you know, it wasn't even a question. I was like, all right, you guys are actually going out touring fucking you know making making friends other places and making connections and all this stuff and uh so i was like all right you guys you're playing you don't really have a choice and then uh, they're actually going to be opening that day i'm putting them on first just to fucking set the tone for everything and then uh which obviously taking a page from your book and then so i was just like all right yeah you guys are gonna play first everybody's gonna be there and then uh if they make it down, I mean, they're on tour right now. There's a, probably a 12% chance Clemo actually makes it to the fest. But uh, if they do show up and he doesn't get eaten by an alligator beforehand, I think it should be uh, pretty good. I mean, at the end of the day, it, it, Clemo could eventually kill Stucky on the way. As well. <laughs> so, team, I don't, I don't know. Maybe we should have shirts. Team Clemo, Team Stucky. <laughs> oh, that'd be not. I sadly for Clemo, I think it'd be overwhelmingly one way. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> um, I don't know anything about Echo Chamber, so talk to us about them. Echo Chamber, uh, they're from Europe, and I'm pretty sure I heard of them because I think Kyle Nyland or one of them on the Triple B tour played with them, and I like just posted a demo. I was like, "What the fuck is this?" And I checked it out, and I was like obsessed with it. And I was just asking people their deal. They're like, "Oh, I've only played like a couple of shows." And then, so I had like a couple spots left and I was just trying to think of what to do. And then Scanlon actually was like, dude, just fucking try and get echo chamber. And I was just like, I mean, I'll throw it out there. I really, you know, they've only played a handful of shows and they're not super well known yet, but I, I literally listened to that demo more than anything last year, probably. And, uh, they were just instantly down and, uh, they're making it work. So that's going to be a band. If you don't, if you don't know them beforehand, like before, I think that set is going to like blow people away and they're going to fucking, they're going to be something that people talk about after the weekend. Um, describe their sound for people who don't know. Um, it's kind of hard. I don't want to say it's like true blue or something like that. Oh shit. Okay, cool. Yeah. It's just, it's just really good. I really don't have like a band that would have played with like dead stop or oh, something like yeah. that. Awesome. Like, yeah. Yeah. They're like, it's just, to me, it's just like pure hardcore. Perfect hardcore. Yeah. 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 That's fucking incredible. That's awesome. Yeah. And more to, and, and and speaks back to what we were talking about where there needs to be more pure hardcore bands with not a gimmick, you know? Oh, straight up. Yeah, I mean the songs are just just perfect hardcore to me. That's fucking awesome. Um, I don't know if you saw the videos from the last criminal instinct fucking show, but uh Jesus Christ, this is gonna be fun set. Dude, I was cr- I literally <laughs> 
I was like, oh, somebody posted a Kung Fu Instinct video, and it's just Josiah fucking going ham. And it fucking made me psych. I was actually just talking to him earlier about how uh, how hyped watching that set made me for this weekend. Because, you know, I, I, you don't really get to see Kung Fu Instinct that much anymore. You know, they, they live all over the place and whatever. And But, uh, you know, I, every time I see them, it's always great. And then I think, especially here, like, they played, I think they played the first, like, three or four. And they're just like a staple, you know, and then he moved to Cali and, you know, shit like that. But, uh, you know, I think Criminal Instinct, especially in the South, was always like a real like special set. So, you know, I have uh, I have high hopes for that. I think them and King Nine back to back is going to be fucking ridiculous. Yeah, I, we skipped over them because I thought they were back to back. I think because you were telling me they were going to be back to back. Yeah, it's going to be something. And it's also they probably have the way that those two bands that work, they probably have shared members or something fucking crazy. But yeah. Um, King Nine's another one of the bands that, you know, when they popped out, they were all over the East Coast. And they, they, I mean, there was a minute where, like, every time I saw them, their response was getting bigger and bigger. But then they kind of slowed the pace down of what they were playing. But I think King Nine, honestly, uh, you know, the, the seeds, the magnitudes, the younger kid crowd are going to eat up a lot of that stuff. But I think King Nine not playing as much is going to be a really big fucking set, or at least me. I think that they're going to have a fucking wild set. Yeah, I mean, again, because they don't play that much when they do play. Every time it's just fucking mayhem. So, uh, yeah, when, uh, yeah, it's just every time they played FYA, the set has been fucking crazy. And I, I think this year, again, I feel like the energy for the forty-five minutes that them and Krim Winsing play back to back, it's going to be. I truly hate the monster survive term, but I think it's going to be, uh, if you can make it through that, you can make it to the end of the weekend. I think if you're a younger kid straight out of tropical thunder, it's going to be sick. Um, now I didn't, I, I wasn't hip to anxious until I saw them at the after show of the 2020, this um, FYA, but anxious was pretty sick, man. And uh, I guess it's cool that you have them coming back. They're on the softer tone overall, but um, they kind of they're getting bigger, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, it's they they've never played the actual fest, and you know, I, I always liked all the kids, and you know, they those kids like you know they might not sound like youth of today or something like that, but they're you know hardcore kids in a hardcore band, and uh, the the record they put out last year, the little greenhouse record, or maybe it was yeah, I guess it was last year. It was, it fucking blew me away and it was like definitely exceeded my expectations with everything. And then, uh, yeah, they've just been touring a shit ton and their sets have just been, you know, when they play not like the bigger venue stuff and like actually like, you know, like a more hardcore environment, like people are going off the whole time. It's like, it's very, uh, I hate using this comparison, but it's, it's especially the record we show was very reminded me of like when title fight in like 2011 or so or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, and I just, I like having, I don't want it to just be. 38 bands where people just beat the fuck out of each other. You know, I think like, especially younger kids now, they like a variety of things. So I want to make sure that, you know, like you can like anxious and you can like King nine and it's like, you know, it's all the same shit. So I think, uh, that's, that's probably going to be like Koyo last year. I think is it's going to be like what the anxious set will be this year. No, I think there has to be, uh, some spacing and some pet and some pace. I think stuff that's more sing along and stage dives does give people the kind of break, you know. So it's, it's yeah, that's a definitely a good look. Um, Age of Apocalypse, I think that their LP, which came out 
last year, I, of all the bands we've talked about so far, I think I've listened to after Live It Down's EP. I think I've listened to Age of Apocalypse more than any other band so far since we spoke on them. And they're one of my favorite bands of the newer bands that play live right now. Yeah, I mean, that's it. They every time they play, it's tight as fuck. And, you know, I can't believe that he pulls off the vocals live as crazy as he does. And, uh, yeah, like I fuck it. Terry's always looking out for bands and like bringing bands up, you know, upstate New York and everything like that. And then, uh, you know, they played down in Philly a bunch this year. They brought the um, military band down at the yard. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking sick. Dude, yeah, they're just, you know, all them dudes are just everywhere and they're always supporting hardcore and everything. And then, you know, specifically with the new LP, I was like, yeah, of course you guys have to fucking play. You know what I mean? So I think, uh, I think that'd be real good. Well, I think that's something that gets lost on people is that part of what festivals do when we're not only just friends, but fans of these bands, it's important when the band has new material to be out in front of a lot of people. Yep. You know, so, you know, it, it does. It's not, I, I actually am the fucking biggest hater of someone saying to me, oh, we're going to wait till we have a new record before we play. I want to punch every person who's ever said that. <laughs> but the, the, the difference is, is, Hey, we got a new record. This is probably the best time for us to play your fest because yeah. you're showcasing to so many people. And so again, I, I couldn't agree more about age. They're fucking awesome. Now, um, this stab wounds band so far, uh, I've had them on two separate shows, the church and you've been there. I don't really know any death metal band from the, from their ilk that can follow them in the hardcore world. So I'm actually kind of interested to see what does the young FYA crowd and then mixed with some of the people there for some of the older stuff that's coming up in this, as we talk on this bill, how they're going to feel about stab wounds. But you've been there when we've watched it go, Man, you can't even follow stab wounds in Philadelphia. That's, I mean, that's, I mean, that's exactly it. Like, so I was like, you know, like, there's my stupid opinion. Like, who cares what I think? But, you know, the whole hardcore guys trying to be metal guys, starting like bad metal band shit. Like, there's way too much of that. And it's fucking like a disease. I agree wholeheartedly with this. I'm on your team. (laughs) But, uh, you know, like, I, I think 200 Sab, like, I wouldn't just put a token band like that on just to be like, look, I, you know, I got this kind of band. I know you guys like this. Like, I wouldn't put a band on that I didn't like and didn't, you know, fuck with and all that shit. So <clears throat> I think as far as all, of, you know, they're, they're definitely in that circle, but they definitely stand out more than all of them to me. And, you know, it's definitely the most moshy and, you know, kids definitely fucking feel alive. And then, uh, yeah, again, they just they crush every show I've seen them on. Like it's just like not even fucking fair to the other bands, I feel like. So seeing them on like, you know, pure purely hardcore bill, I think uh is gonna be like a cool dynamic and be a nice change up. And I I, I think it's gonna be a fucking ridiculous set. No, I'm looking forward to that. Now <laughs> the wild the wild car of this whole bill is Crown of Thorns. <laughs> I uh they're like they're a band that like every year, you know, like I constantly just have a list of like things that I want to do eventually for FYA and like bands that I think would make sense at year or whatever. And every year they're kind of just like, I'm like, I don't know. I don't think it's the right time for them. And then, so I was finally, uh, Scanlon again, he actually was mentioning it to, uh, Dijon, I guess. And Dijon's like, yeah, I mean, I, I'd probably be down. And then, so put us in touch 
And uh, yeah, I mean, especially, you know, with it, when I had LOA and fucking boulders and everything like that, I was like, I mean, I think that's just like a cool ass combo. And Isaac getting to play JCC, I think is the coolest uh, combination of all time. <laughs> but I'm very. Did you see his very, Jewish star uh, shoelace <laughs> thing today? That's that's the fucking it's it, it, it's the greatest collab in history. I feel like so. I'm just I'm very excited for all that. And then uh, yeah, just I feel like kids fuck with them super hard right now, and uh, it'll be the appropriate response that they deserve. Because I mean, I fucking love Crown of Thorns so. I'm fucking psyched for that. Yeah, I think it's a cool time for Crown of Thorns because they weren't active at the height of Crown of Thorns mania, aka TUI. Yeah. And then they came back around. And I think some of the heads who really popped for TUI didn't really get that Crown of Thorns treatment until a little bit later on. Like it was the This Is Hardcore 2012 was the first time they played in forever. Dude, that set was fucking awesome. And that's the thing. It took like, you know, that was like TUI was getting ready to not play shows for a while. So that whole era that was obsessed with them didn't see them. So this generation, especially on the heat on quickly on the heels of the the shows that are coming up for TUI in late January, it'll be cool to see Crown of Thorns play into a whole young crowd, man. It's gonna be awesome. Yep. Yeah, I'm very psyched for that. Uh this fucking tsunami just never stops. And now you're telling me we're almost have a sold out tsunami church show. That's fucking wild. Yeah. I mean, they just, they are like, if you can't deny them, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, if you're a hater for some reason, just watch the fucking set. And if you're miserable during that set, I really don't know what to tell you. Like every time I've seen them has been great. They fucking, you know, they kill every show. And uh, again, they're another band. This, this doesn't matter to, you know, I feel like in the grand scheme of things, but to me personally, it matters that they could have some fucking booking agent. They could be on some like crazy label. They could do like all this shit and like, no, nah, we'll just do it. You know, not that they put out their records now or whatever, but like, you know, they book everything themselves. You just talk to them one-to-one. And, you know, I just, that's such like a, the same way like that Golds did and like everything like that. Like, I just like that a band of their size is so, you know, they're just fucking hardcore kids. You know what I mean? And then they just want to keep it, hardcore yeah as corny as that sounds so i just i'm fucking i'm pumped that they're uh coming back because last year's set was fucking insane the first time i saw them was in a room the size smaller than the barbary in oakland so uh, oh, that powerhouse show in san francisco and i'm telling you what <laughs> i'm still fucking amazed by them <laughs> they like crack they cr- like literally cracked me up uh highlight reel potential for the entire weekend that this hardcore was fucking pain of truth and they had a wild set at FYA 2020. Um, what am I saying? 2022. They had a wild set. I don't see Pain of Truth not having like one of them. What the fuck sets? No, I mean I'm right there with you for this is hardcore. Like I remember, I was like, oh, this sets would be pretty sick. And then they started playing, and like everybody, everybody was like around. I was like, dude, are they, are they blowing Hebrew away? Like what the fuck dude, is going? This is like <laughs> like it was straight up like neck and neck. I feel like with Hebrew and. Just seeing, like, you know, a new young band, you know, they, they only have, like, you know, a couple of releases and everything. They haven't been a band for that long. And then, uh, to me, you know, there's some other comparisons you could you could make, but to me, they just remind me of TUI in like 2008 or something like that. And, then, uh, and I just, I fucking, I love it. And then, again, I think they've been starting to play some new stuff. So, 
I'm psyched to uh to see that at FYA and like and uh you know keep on hearing the new things and everything. So yeah, I think that uh yes, I, I don't know if they get top next year, but I mean them and tsunami back to back is just ridiculous to me. Well, I mean and then it goes right into the tribute bulldoze. Well, actually, bulldoze is going to operate as bulldoze. I know we did, we're talking about tribute stuff, but Puda's, mm-hmm. Puda's own vocals, for those who didn't know from the Keystone Jam, Puda was the bass player for Bulldoze, uh, George Puda. He also sang in Age of the Man. He sang in Train of Thought. He now sings in Bulldoze. And Ray, who was in One for One and was in Maximum Pelly and was also in a shit ton of other North Jersey bands with all them guys. He was also a guitar player, Aids the Man. He's on bass. So Puda played bass in Bulldoze. Puda now sings in Bulldoze. Ray's on bass. And their fucking set at Keystone was fucking sick. So I can't even imagine a bunch of young assholes who go nuts anytime <laughs> someone does a Bulldoze cover going fucking ballistic for Bulldoze in the present term. Yeah, that's what... I mean, obviously, the, the Kev one shit was like so fucked. And then so I was so curious what everything was going to happen with it. And then, I mean, Puda was fucking awesome. I mean, obviously the dude's fucking done a million shows singing and everything. So it's not like it was like his first time on the mic, but it was, it was fucking sick. And then, uh, yeah, I think the a majority of people that really love Bulldoze will all be in the same room at the same time. And I just think that fucking, uh, you know, it's just going to be something ridiculous to watch. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm super excited for that. to See the FYA crowd go fucking ballistic. Um, I musically don't know too much about Fiddlehead. Like, I wouldn't if you played them for me, I wouldn't be able to recognize it. But I know that for some reason they're the next coming of Jesus. If you're not trying to be like a bulldoze band, they're the anti bulldoze. They're the anti bulldoze band. (laughs) Well, that's what. So originally, my plan, my idea was to have them and No Pressure on day two back to back, just kind of like so. I wanted something just kind of. I didn't really want anything heavy to end the second day. You know what I mean? I just kind of wanted like, uh, you know, people to sing along and stage dive and all that shit just because people are tired. But Fiddlehead had, to, they're like, we can do it, but it has to be Saturday. I was like, all right, well, now I get to do the funniest lineup of my entire life because putting Bulldoze, Fiddlehead, and LOA to end a fucking day is, I don't care if not a single other person on earth thinks it's hilarious. It's just looking at that makes me laugh every it's time. A, it's a fucking masterpiece. It's a fucking <laughs> and masterpiece. Like, and like, it's just, you know, they're going to more than hold their own. Like, you know I mean, Fiddlehead might have like straight up like a top three set of the fucking weekend. So it's not like I'm putting them in like a position to just get like fucking slaughtered or something like that. Like, uh, no, they fucking killed that fucking, uh, the last back to school jam in New Jersey. Yep. They fucking killed. Dude. Yeah. It was fucking. So again, I mean, yeah. Yeah. They, I just saw them a couple weeks ago in Jersey, um, with mind force and everything. And it was fucking incredible. And uh, yeah, this is the first time Pat's played the fest, actually, which is kind of like just crazy to me. So I'm just glad it finally worked out. And, uh, you know, I think they I think they're kind of like, how do we've had the record out for a little bit? And I was like, yeah, I promise you, if you play, it'll be just fucking like just mayhem. So we go with the fucking record. (laughs) Fuck. Like, I get it, man. But I'm like, yeah, I was like, you guys, you can play anywhere in America and the sale to be good. Like, I promise you to be good. See what I'm, I'm glad that how it worked out. When I see with Fiddlehead, is a time for if you didn't get hurt up until this point, or maybe you're icing your arm or you got punched in the <laughs> fucking eye, you got 25 minutes. 
Northern Fiddlehead to figure out if you got what it takes to go to life agony. Now, <laughs> from from all estimations of the set of Keystone Jam, if they come out with that fucking set and that energy, that's going to be the best life of agony set that you could ever possibly ask for. And that's like, that's another thing. Like I've tried in the past to get them and it didn't work out. And you know, the timing got fucked up or they had like an Australian tour or whatever. So I was like, I was like, oh, I'll throw this out there. You know, if, if they play, they play like, I'm not going to like, you know, be too, I I'm, I'm preparing myself for the letdown essentially. And when they actually were down, I was like, Oh fuck, it's actually happening. And uh, I mean, yo, anytime like division of mind covered them at the Cuban club year. And it like, was probably the craziest song of the weekend. Like anytime bands cover them, it's always like an insane reaction. So I was like, all right, let's fucking, you know, let's give kids the real thing and see if they actually fuck with it as much as they think they do. And yeah, I mean, yo, the Keystone set, you open up with fucking plexiglass gates, like come the fuck on, dude. Like, how are you not? As soon as I started, I was like, all right, this set's going to be fucking awesome. And like, you know, even if they don't do River Runs Red straight through, I mean, I think Weeds is incredible. That's like, one of my favorite Life of Agony songs. I like Lost of 22 is incredible. You know what I mean? So even if it's not kids just getting the record front to back, I think, you know, eight fucking River Runs Red songs is more than enough to, uh, you know, to make the fucking set just ridiculous. Nah, it hits heavy. And then an hour after Life of Agony, you go straight to the brass mug. And um, why, what is up with this band from Scotland? Why do they keep coming here? <laughs> yeah but yo morning so i was like trying to figure out some shit for the fest and like after shows everything and like oh we got a record coming we got a record coming and i was just like i was like i'll oh, check it out you know like if, if the record's actually out like you know those kids like they traveled here you know with their old bands and like you know they were just fucking the first year i think they all came they literally just played the pre-show and you know which is just fucking insane to me and you know the kids are all super down and, you know, again, like people like Ben or, you know, I mean, you know, like, what did you know about Scotland hardcore besides, you know, by my hands and a couple other things before this crowd, this, this squad of kids started doing stuff. I mean, now they're doing a fucking, you know, Ben's doing like an all day show over there with my force and gridiron and everything. So, I mean, those kids give so much to hardcore and then, you know, they put out a record that I think is like, I, I was literally blown away by it. Like fucking the new record just was just fucking ridiculous to me. Um, so yeah, I, th- I think, uh, it's going to be the only chance for people to see them here for a minute and like get to see them on these songs. So I, yeah, I think, uh, I think that'd be really good. I just like busting our balls. We got the chance to play a show and it was 90% that band and me and Tony in Leeds. Oh, that's right. I forgot to <laughs> your backing band. <laughs> I just played fucking shit, but and I, <laughs> we also went outside this like shitty kebab place and they're all being vegan. And I'm like, none of this stuff you guys should be able to eat. <laughs> All of this shit sucks. And they're like, no, it's vegan. I'm like, this is not vegan. There's no way. This has got rats in it. Stop. No, there's there's no such thing as Scottish vegan. Come on now. Yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. But yeah. <laughs> so then it goes right into Tampa, Florida's favorite band, Three Knee Deep. I mean, so the thing with them is you can't not have Three Knee Deep be a part of the fest. You know what I mean? Like, they are the Tampa band. They every set they've ever played has been like, you know, fucking like, you again, like you said, like, yeah, I mean, the first year they played, I kind of just put it on as like, uh, 
all right, they've been playing shows. They don't have any recorded music. The only way people know the songs is because of the fucking the shit on YouTube, and they've learned the words through the YouTube clips. And I was like, I'll put it on and kind of just have people be like, dude, what the fuck was that? Like, that shit was crazy. And then, you know, they went from opening to closing the fest to fucking playing third to last to fucking middle of the day. Like, they've played every possible place. And, like, this year I was just like, I, I sure I just don't. I don't have room, but I am not having a fest without Three Knee Deep being part of it in some capacity. Just because, you know, I, I do love the band and, you know, the, I want want the kids to be like, not the kids, the fucking, the grown men to be like, hey, man, yeah, like, I appreciate everything you guys have done for FYA and, you know, you guys have, like, held it down for Tampa for a fucking decade almost at this point. So that's the only chance you can get all weekend to fucking see them. So if you've ever seen them in Florida or specifically at FYA, you know, you know that you should absolutely fucking be there. No, I couldn't agree more. I, I can't wait. Uh, now, obviously, Drain is playing the next day, but Drain at the Brass Mug could be just fucking ignorant. That's what I was trying to... It's it's a hard position because I was I knew them and I knew Warhunger both doing after shows, so I was like, well, it's kind of weird to have a band play the night before, but I was like, I feel like if of any band on the fest, Drain can play you know, 18 hours before and have the same energy for both sets. And, you know, Sammy's going to get up there and be such a fucking ill front man. And then, you know what I mean? And I, I think both they, people will definitely stick around on the Saturday night to, to watch them and then stay late on the Sunday to watch them again. Um, so yeah, I, I'm glad it worked out the way it did. And then obviously this is kind of a bit outdated because I fucking don't update the Twitter ever, but uh, foreign hands is opening. So if you get there an hour after LOA, you're going to be able to catch them. Hopefully they don't get robbed or something like they've been going through <laughs> their whole stupid fucking U.S. tour. Those, I, I'm just like, dude, I can't catch a fucking break. So, yeah, they, uh, again, that's another band that put out a record. And I thought it was fucking like, you know, I don't really have much of a taste for, you know, the, the ferret slash trust kill kind of shit anymore. But they do it like the best that, any band's done it, I think, in the last whatever amount of years. And I actually thought that EP was fucking awesome. And then specifically, this is this is hardcore set. I think they like they smoked like that. That set was like fucking crazy. So um, yeah, I think a lot of people will be psyched to get there early at the after show and catch them. Nah, I'm, I'm very happy for them. They've been hustling hard, despite being from Delaware. They're pretty <laughs> cool kids. And they hustle hard, so I like that. Now, if you can survive this whole day. There's a whole nother day. <laughs> um, and again, we'll do the same thing. We'll just go bottom up and then we'll start talking about the main bands. Um, this wreckage is actually pretty sick. Yeah, I mean, they're the first like like Almighty Watching happened. And then I think they might actually start like concurrently a wreckage. And, you know, it's just been a minute since Connecticut put out like bands like this. And uh you know, I thought the demo was really cool, and then I brought them down for a show last year, and they fucking, like, people, I don't think people knew what the fuck it was, and like, dude, what the hell is that band? So it was fucking awesome, so I knew they had an LP coming out and everything on uh, Kyle Nyland's label, um, Scheme, Scheme Records. Scheme. Yep, the fucking, despite uh, what people will tell you, it's a great label, and um, yeah, I mean, the record, it's just, there isn't there's definitely such a void for this kind of hardcore right now and seeing so many people sharing the excitement of like, Oh fuck, like this kind of hardcore is like a thing again, let's fucking go. 
And uh, I think the Northeast is going to fucking just run shit during the set. And uh, I mean, that's definitely specifically with the new record and everything and, and all the support of, of all the kids that, you know, are friends of them and, you know, just think the band's sick. I think uh, after this weekend, people are really going to be fucking pumped on that band. No, I, I think that the important thing to see the paradigm shift is that there's always going to be kids now. Like, obviously, we can make fun of it a little bit, but like there's a side world, like an alternate universe where beatdown is its own thing. And these kids just punch walls and hit each other. And there's like <laughs> 25 people at a show. And I'm like, this is so sick. I don't make, <laughs> I, I like them kids. I think they're funny, but like hardcore is always going to be in some of the bands like you have in the early stages of this fucking lineup. I mean, just hardcore now is best represented in some of the bands that are on the, this specific day and wreckage being the newest band with a record. It's going to be fucking sick. And then going right into it, raw brigade is like the standard bearer to be like, Oh, you guys are over there playing breakdowns. What happened if we just get the whole place going fucking nuts for straight up <laughs> straight edge hardcore. And if I fucking love them. Yeah. I mean, yo, like, and you know, all due respect to you because you were putting on for them and nobody knew what the fuck it was. And, you know, they, like you said before, they came for the youth of today year and, you know, asked to play and they played this as hardcore and that straight up tra- changed the trajectory of everything for them. I think specifically Carlos and everybody. And, uh, so yeah, I hope, thank God you fucking did that. Cause they've been such a good thing for hardcore in the last, you know, six or so years. And, uh, that's like, the same deal. Like, I mean, they put, they put out aggressive city last year. And to me, that's like the best shit they've done. And I think it's like, you know, fully formed version of what they're trying to do early on. And if you watch the same deal with like, you know, watching Dreen or something like that, like if you watch a set and you're, and you don't think Carlos is the coolest motherfucker that's ever walked the planet, like you're fucking high. Like the dude just looks cool as shit. The band is going off. Like it's fucking the anthrax in 1988 or whatever. And then, yeah, same deal. Like, you know, Carlos just fucking did a fest in Colombia. You know what I mean? And brought 10 American bands down. So, you know, he gives it back all the time. So like, I, you know, it's always, it's not like a thing. You did this, so you deserve this. But I just like when, you know, you think that people have the right idea about shit and they absolutely do. And then, uh, say so yeah, a Robert Gade becoming like a thing as much as they have makes me really fucking happy. No, I, I couldn't agree more. And I think the hard thing that people have to grasp is that, this this band really showed up at the Youth of Today reunion, and they were wearing like the flag of Colombia as capes and stage <laughs> diving. And then I'm like, afterwards, like, yo, that was fucking sick. And they're like, yo, we have this band, Rubber Brigade. You should book us next year. I'm like, if you can get your asses here, you guys can fucking play. Because you know me, I'm like, come and fucking play. Like, if you, yeah. And sure as shit, they did, and that's it's been it since then, man. And fucking fantastic. And then uh, rolling right into it with New World, man. Here's more of that kind of newer bands coming up thing that you have your eyes on. Yeah, I mean, when I seen that that Ridge and Heath had a new band, I was like, well, I really like both these people, so I have full faith this is going to be a ridiculous record. And there's straight up nothing that sounds like it right now, and just i couldn't ridge has so many fucking lyrics i was like there's again there's no way this dude is gonna be able to pull this all off live i mean i saw him at the uh the triple b uh scaling days thing and he was just 
literally a fucking animal when they're playing and he's such like a charismatic dude. And then seeing him on the mic for a band finally without just doing some backup vocals and everything. Um, and I mean, the rest of the bands like Mike Shaw, body, Heath, Jared from invoke, like it's such like a straight up all-star cast of people that I straight up think are just fucking awesome. And like, you know, I'm very like, uh, I don't look up to them obviously because they're all of them besides one right younger than me. But I think like, if you could, it's like a hardcore, like super group straight up. And it's just like a, such a sick combo. And then, uh, so yeah, getting them to actually come down. They've only played a handful, maybe a couple shows at this point. So it's going to be a lot of people's first time seeing them. And I think it's just going to be, uh, like a head turner. Now Ridge is super crazy talented somehow and just be in every band. God bless him. <laughs> uh, never again is the shit. And that's a band that you specifically, you're like the college scout going to every small high school looking for the fucking the next talent and never again did literally never disappoints here. So it's cool to see him on an FYA bill. Yeah, I mean, they are, you know, a lot of this day somehow, like you were saying earlier, is kind of just like regular hardcore for lack of a better term. It's just like, yeah, dude, you just fucking you just play hardcore. You don't put any Suicide Silence 2008 bullshit in it. You don't you know, you don't fuck with the, the formula too much. You're just straight up just a hardcore band and they're they are like the epitome of that to me in the area and um yeah i mean when they put out the shit i was like fuck there's no way they don't have like a record lined up with whoever and like this dude's not trying to do whatever and they're like nah nobody's hit us up what's up and i was like dude let's fucking let's do it so um their sets have been getting better and better at the uh the blind justice show last weekend they fucking smoked it um ended the set with the tear it up cover which was cool in jersey and um yeah the, the split was cut downs at the plant now so i'm fucking again same deal with like live it down like i think that people will see it and then be psyched on them and by the time the record comes out they're like, oh fuck i saw the band a couple months ago you know and uh try and support it and everything Nah, i think that uh again more more real hardcore more more of the kind of stuff that could take these younger kids i hate to say the term tiktok generation the covid kids but hopefully this entire expansion into this faster back to the roots of hardcore stuff will give these kids more than just some of the shit that's at the top of the, the top of the talk on the social media, so to speak. Um, we can roll right into field of flames that band from California. I, we saw them at your gold show at the church. They also have like the stray vibes and um, I guess, do they, do they fuck with tsunami? Like, how did you end up pulling them all the way out where they don't want to tour? Like, how did they end up just getting on the bill? So Joseph plays guitar in them uh, from Tsunami. And then, so I was like trying to like, I was like, dude, I, I want to do a Cali band. I'm trying to think of something that I haven't done that hasn't been on other fests and, you know, this and the other. And I was like, you know what, dude, let's fucking do Field of Flames. I was just, like, and then, you know, it's, again, it's like a crazy ass. Like, hey, I know you're from California, but you want to come to Florida in January or whatever. But uh, they're just pretty much down instantly. And uh, yeah, again, at the, at the fucking, because I like them recorded and I was like, I like to make my final decision on things live before I, I truly know if I like it or not. And dude, they fucking, they're set at that, at that show, you know, because it was like a gold show. You know what I mean? Like people are there for other stuff, but like, you know, mostly people are there for gold. And I think people are just like, dude, what the fuck? That was sick. Excuse me. So yeah, fact that they're a straight edge band from California and everything i'm just yeah i'm glad uh it worked out and they're down to come out that was the set where that kid got kicked so hard in his hip his legs stopped working <laughs> yes it was 
<laughs> in the middle of their set, I had to like get him out. It was fucking hilarious. I'm like, I'm like how do you get kicked so hard your leg just shuts down? <laughs> then he hits me with a wait, do I really gotta go to the hospital? I'm like, well, you can't stay here, you can't stand on a chair all like you gotta get out. <laughs> Yeah, Either they, here or outside, dude. Come on. Yeah, they they were fucking sick. It'll be great to see them in FYA. Um, I thought there was a connection. I you know with all the real big, uh, real bass shit dudes. Again, they're just like a lot of the bands here where they all can just kind of jump in and play on different bands. So you never know who's in what. Um, yep. Dude, this envision's fucking sick, man. It, somehow they ended up. I, I end up on this mind, mind force, magnitude. Um, seed Spotify algorithm and then Envision just keeps <laughs> popping back in here and that fucking record's sick. That's what, so they played, a couple years ago they played and then uh, they ended up splitting half their set with the band Construct, which was you know, again, all the kids in the band are just real deal hardcore kids. We're like, yo, we'll sacrifice two songs to help this band out from Arizona. You know, that, you know, kind of got fucked over in the after show, whatever, whatever. And so I think this is actually gonna be the first time they're playing like a like a proper set. But yeah, their band, I was like, I think this is sick, but I don't know. It might be over like the average hardcore kid's head. And the record came out, and again, essentially because they are Philly, I mean, 60% of the band lives here now. They played Philly a bunch, and again, like every set they've played has gotten progressively better and better. And that record really fucking hit, and which is, you know, awesome because the record is fucking great. And uh say so yeah, I think uh and again, all those kids from Florida originally have been doing, you know, they're in LG, they're in all kinds of shit. So I like that uh, they get to play. And then, um, yeah, them and Seed, I think, uh, is like a really good encapsulation of, uh, yeah, I mean, Philly bands now, but Florida kids in Philly playing, you know, in Florida hardcore bands. I mean, to be fair, all my Kensington cousins moved to Florida <laughs> and somehow it makes sense that Florida and Philadelphia have this magic bridge across each other. So <laughs> it checks out. I, I back it. Um, you know, we could get negative, but we're going to stay on somewhat positive. Despite the amount of money being thrown into pure publicity to get mainstream um, music publications and bullshit websites to cap for hardcore bands end it Ashley holds her fucking own. They were real deal from the beginning and end it. I, if I, 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 every time I see them, I always go, fuck, it's got to suck to play after them. And I remember we had to play after them and after DBD. And I was like, me and I was actually standing next to Vinny Stigma at Keystone Jam. He's going, these guys are fucking good. I'm going, <laughs> fucking, of course, Stigma, they're fucking ending, motherfucker. <laughs> you know, like they fucking like, but we really watched the whole set together, and he, he was like, literally, like these guys are really fucking good. So, <laughs> like, some I fucking love them, and I'm happy that they're playing the fest. That's what I mean. Yeah, they like it's not like they came came right out, and then the second they started playing, you know, shows were fucking crazy or whatever. Like, they literally just got better and tighter, and the songs got better, and the records got better, and people paid more and more attention. You know, they did it like the quote unquote right way, in my opinion, and you know, justifiably, like the record. You know, it was pretty much anybody I talked to is like at at bare minimum, like top five, if not top three of last year. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the record release is great. I mean, any band that gets striking distance to play a set is, you know, always going to be good in my book. And, 
you know, I feel like they've played Philly 50 times this year and every time they fucking played, like, again, it's hard as, it's hard as hell to follow them or be anywhere around them on a lineup. So I think, uh, yeah, especially with a new record, I think it's going to top last year even. This fucking dead last and Scanlon, how's he going to be able to pull it off? <laughs> it is funny because Lennon, Lennon's like, you know what, fuck that. During dead last, I'm barking at that motherfucker from side stage to get him back for all the times he's yelled at me when he was stage managing. So I'm like, oh, I'm down for that. That'd be just make Scanlon's life a living hell. I'm down. Um, but I mean, it's, it's about time. It took him 30 fucking years to sing in a band. And then the second he did, I was like, yo, you're playing. You really don't have a choice. You have to play FYA. Like, it just, it's been fucking enough time. And uh, I'm glad the band doesn't suck. Because if you waited this long and he put out a shitty band, I, would, I wouldn't know what to do. I would have to, like, block his number or something like that. So I didn't have to tell him the truth. So, I mean, they're definitely, you know, they're doing, like, the step forward fucking mental thing that, you know, is very rare right now. And they're the best band in, in a long time that's done that style. And uh, again, and same being, like the other with, things. With pure, yeah. with pure doing it, not even being corny. They're fucking fantastic. Oh, yeah. I mean, and I was worried that he was going to be, you know, he plays in the fight and he, he's mysterious guy looking towards his bass amp the whole time. He's Mr. Shy guy. And I was like, oh, well, he's, he's got a mic in his hand. He better fucking, uh, he better deliver. And I mean, he's literally a great front man. So I'm fucking... Uh, yeah, I'm just glad that they're – I'm glad they're on. I'm glad he's in a sick band. And then uh, I hope, you know, that's one of the, the bands of the weekend that people take away from it. Now, this contention opened Saturday, right? Or was it Sunday open last year? I be- I think they opened the Saturday, and I think Domain opened the Sunday. That's right. And contention fucking killed it. They're the local band, um, Florida Cats, and they fucking killed it. Not much else you could say besides that they opened last year and they killed it to me. I yeah, guess. I mean, they they fucking just, they did like, they've done some touring and, they, you know, they've caught on a little more in the Northeast and everything. The Philly show is really good. Um, so I think, yeah, they're they're more of like, more of a known thing than last year. So hopefully it's even better. Uh, this has obviously been something you've been chasing for a while too. So it's got to feel good to finally get the chisel. Dude, that's... As soon as when that shit came out, I think it was like right when uh, everything was going crazy, and then that's all I fucking. They kept on putting out more and more shit, you know, over lockdowns, everything like that. And I was like, dude, I need to see this fucking band. Like, this is like my favorite band of forever. And uh, I was like, yo, if you can, if you ever come to America, for the love of God, let me let's do a Philly show, whatever. And then so I kind of, kind of just threw like a hail mary. I was like, dude, like I don't really get punk hardcore bands to play the fest, like you know, for whatever reason. I'm like, I guess people think I'm like the metalcore fest or something like that. And I'm like, yeah, man, like I, this is my shit, like a hundred percent. And then, uh, you're like, yeah, let's fucking work it out. Let's work it out. Let's work it out. And then, uh, so yeah, the fact that they're actually down to do it, you know, they're doing the tour down with ended and buried dreams and, uh, raw brigade now. And, uh, yeah, just, just putting a band that's so far, like in the, the punk hardcore world specifically in front of, you know, a bunch of kids who were there for fucking, you know, LOA or Pain of Truth or something like that. I think uh, it's just a cool, cool thing because I don't know if kids really search that music out, but if they see it, they will maybe start to understand it and, you know, search more things out that sound like it. Now, I, I, I really hope that the younger kids gravitate towards this and maybe do the the necessary discography looks to see what these bands were influenced by because... Yep. There's a lot of front on skinheads and hardcore these days. <laughs> oh, it's fucking yeah. It's crazy. So uh it'd be nice to see some of these kids 
get hip to the chisel and end up loving Cockney Rejects and yep. Blitz and Cox Bar and all these bands that, with the exception of Blitz, played 10 years ago in, in America and were killing it. Um, Chemical Fix, uh, you know, these fucking guys, man. <laughs> nah, I, Bert's all right. Mikey Balfalco, is he even in the band anymore? Is he full rock scar or scal now? Is they're going to be able to get him out? I think he's uh, gracing them with his presence for the fest. I think uh, I think he worked it out. Yeah, he's going to be dancing on a pole at the castle afterwards <laughs> or the night before. So you better watch out. He might be too uh, hungover. <laughs> he makes it work somehow. Yeah, and, but uh, I mean, yeah, that's like it's like you know a fast Philly band. The fucking record they put out is fucking awesome. Whenever they play Philly, it's great. Um, the kids are very supportive of everything that Philly does, and then yeah, it's like. You know, if you're into carry on AN, like things like that, you know, it's definitely up your alley. So but yeah, that's another are, band I hope kids get the Those are from. like the the nerds who play hardcore really fucking well, but they don't look scary and they're all like <laughs> timid and only hang out with each other at shows. But their fucking <laughs> band is fucking fantastic fantastic. And they would have been perfect <laughs> on any Bridge Nine record like this got a uh, compilation in the early two thousands. Yep, one thousand percent. Um you know, it's actually, it's starting to be, I'm starting to wonder if Austin like lives in alternate dimensions or has like an actual time traveling device because he's in every single part of the country, every single part of the world. He's in plays drums in the chisel plays in buried dreams, fills in drums for every single band or plays guitar and bass. Like, I don't know how he manages his time to do it, but God bless him. And if nothing else, this set will be um, not only chaotic, but the shit he says on stage is going to be maybe even rival whatever the fuck Isaac says the night before. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely going to give him a run for his money. Uh, that's what I don't think they've ever played, which is crazy. I just, I don't know how the fuck that worked out, but I, I, think before, I think they were so weird and hard to get all the right band members or he didn't have band members. Yeah. And now the kind of the conglomerate that is who ends up being criminal instinct and King nine, I think they're going to slide over and also somehow be part of Buried Dreams. Plus, I think Killer plays in Pain of Truth and also plays in Buried Dreams. I think there's kind of a mishmash of members that make that happen. Yeah, that's what I mean. For years, I'd be like, yo, what's up? He's like, oh, I'm, I'm done touring. We're not doing any more shit. And I was like, OK, mental note. And then he's just like, we were just talking. I was like, yeah, you want to play? He's like, yeah, fuck yeah, let's go. So, yeah, I think, uh, you know, their first actual FYA set is going to be uh, – Again, at, at absolute minimum, the banter will be worth anything you would pay to be in the building. Yeah, banter <laughs> banter will be a hundred. Uh, I I love I like the band in general, but I I mm-hmm. always think that Austin is a a character and just someone who lights up the crowd no matter what the fuck he does. Yep. Uh, this Adrian is a band from Connecticut, New England area. And they're the kids who sit on YouTube and listen to all the bad metalcore and try to make it modern. Am I right? <laughs> uh, there's some shit they like that I think is horrendous, but we ha- we have some common interests as well. I- I'm I'm breaking balls here. I think uh, some of the young kids get too far on the internet, and then they like reinvent how things were or can't conceptualize mm. like. There's ideas that are anachronistic. They don't work by com like by what happened then, but I think that this band 
really as turning heads right now. So I think it's cool that you have them on the bill. And I'm sure it's a little bit of a divergence because so much of the bill is either straight up hardcore or potentially get your face punched in so far. <laughs> so this is a, a kind of fits more along the lines of like the uh, foreign hands kind of crowd too. Oh, that's, I mean, that was my exact thought with them contention of foreign hands. I was like, I want to make sure that kids who really like that, that specific kind of hardcore, you know, feel like not represented, obviously, because I don't care about that bullshit, but just like, oh, fuck, like I actually, you know, want to make the effort to go. Um, yeah, I mean, all them Adrian kids, at least half the band was in the pit for Undying and Prayer for Cleansing a couple weeks ago, which made me psyched. I was like, all right, that's like, you're putting your money where your mouth is, you know what I mean? You you love these bands and you're actually like putting on for them. So that made me psyched. And then, uh, yeah, think, yeah, they're going to be opening that day. So I feel like kids are definitely going to get there early and just fucking, you know, start the day off right on the Sunday. Good. It's a good way to start off. Uh, I I don't I don't know where we go with gridiron because right now I got straight like real level beef with Matt Carl. What's your beef with Carl right now? This motherfucker goes on this Twitter and says that smile was the scariest movie or some shit like that. <laughs> and it's like it's like a level it, 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 like I wouldn't even give it a four on like the scare meter. And you've seen me terrified in a haunted house. Yes. You physically see me scared <laughs> out of my mind at a fake haunted house. You saw me scared. So I'm not Mr. I'm not afraid of anything. I'm a fucking bitch when it comes to haunted houses. <laughs> Arguably the most scared out of anybody in on the, the history of going A-ride. to haunted house. <laughs> get, get, trying to go past the guy for a door that wouldn't open. And the guy's like, all right, man, you got you're going the wrong way there, bud. You got a real character for you. So me and this, me and this Jess sit down to see checkout smile. Cause everybody we're friends. What's like, dude, it's so crazy. It's so fucking scary. And it was like the dollar general version of it follows. It was ass. <laughs> and like, I, it was so bad. I, uh, I did like the movie and I can confirm that. Whether it was actually scary or not, the the visceral reaction he had to he he jumped was out of his Marilyn skin at least John at the end. Dude, that fucked him up, and then he, <laughs> he probably had which, a thing for Marilyn Manson. It probably <laughs> fucked his whole high school era uh, psyche. <laughs> yeah, he was he uh, he was not having a good time. He's like, dude, I I did not fuck. <laughs> it's like. Well, wasn't that crazy, man? It's fine. Yeah, it was a, it was whack. So <laughs> that aside, Matt Carl's our boy. We broke bread on New Year's Eve with him. Uh, you know, if there was a band who could out Cold World, Cold World, it might be Gridiron. Yeah, they just again, they're just like undeniable. The same way Pain of Truth and Tsunami are. Like, the, it's it's if you told me like three years ago that Carl would be in like a top five biggest hardcore band right now arguably yeah we left yeah i'd be like all right i obviously had a severe concussion or something like that like what the fuck's going on but it truly makes me happy because you know that dude is just he's always going to be like a great friend everybody and everything like that and then so seeing him get like i did him molly will yeah fucking will the other guy you said molly who's tyler oh tyler (laughs) it's just like 
you know, the, the people, the roster and the band is just fucking great. And then, uh, you know, they, again, same deal. Like they fucking just crush every fucking show they're on. Dude, they get sent out like the A team. Like there's a, <laughs> there's a fest in fucking out of your bip. Someone's like, yo, you know what the band's going to put on? Grand Iron, get, a, get their ass out there. Them dudes are in the back of a flatbed truck with hay. They're going out there and they still kill it. I love it. <laughs> nah, I love Gridiron. I was gonna talk some shit so Mac <laughs> Yo, I mean, any chance to bust his balls, I'm down with. So, connect the synchronicity of this is that, uh, thank God you don't have Greg Falchetto playing uh, a set this year. But to, t- to <laughs> this is my uh ball busting because he does life agony. But this War Hungry used to also open up a River Runs Red and shit. Yeah. So, yeah I mean, they played underground at the church for yes. that Terror Max Penn show. And like they fucking, that was the whole room was fucking pitting. That might have been the uh, highlight for the entire show. That was like the one thing I remember from it afterwards. I was like, dude, that was fucking absurd. So, yeah, I think, but, uh, uh, I think it's cool you have them coming back, especially because they're on Team Cold World. Uh, were they just not playing, or was it just hard to get uh, Arthur because he's recording every metal band ever to have time to do it? So yeah, I mean every every year, like specifically with Arthur, it's just he's so fucking busy. It's hard to track things down. And you know, Hoodrack also lives in Cali now, so him and Mook both live in Cali, and you know, the band just spread out all over the place. And they haven't done a new record since 2011, I think it was Again, 2012. Yeah, <laughs> but like you know what I mean. So it's just like well. They're kind of playing the hits, which is like, I mean, that's, I feel like I've asked War Hungry every single year. That's like, you know, the last 20 years is definitely one of my favorite bands, especially you've seen them so much growing up and everything. And uh, it just kind of was just like the same way when I eventually got Iron Age, I kind of had the same, same thing. It's like, oh, fuck, this actually finally happened. And then somehow this year I asked them originally and it couldn't work out. And then I had one spot left and I was like throwing around ideas. I was like, you know what? I'm fucking trying more hunger one more time. I was like, whatever. The worst they could do is tell me now. And then they're like, actually, yo, we think we could do it. And I was like, dude, what the fuck? So I was like, yeah, whatever we got to do, let's fucking make it happen. And uh, I mean, there's so many, there's like literally entire generations of hardcore kids that never got to see them at this point, which is like crazy to me. So it's going to be a lot of kids first time seeing them. And then, uh, yeah, I think, I think they're definitely going to hold their own on the fucking lineup. I would hope so, just so they maybe want to keep trying to do it. Yeah. Um, and then you have, I mean, like, the lineup just gets crazier from here out because Mind Force, despite their humility, could probably headline one of these fucking things. Their sets are so crazy. Yeah, I mean, they are again, like we talked about with a bunch of these other bands, like I can't imagine trying to play after Mind Force. And, you know, they're not a band. They don't overstay their sets. Like they're not out there playing every fucking track, 35, 40 minutes, whatever. Like they keep it insanely short for a band that has so many good songs. And, you know, they never overstay their welcome. And then the whole set is just high energy and, and Jay's going off and fucking, yeah, it's just, they're just, you, you cannot fuck with them. You know what I mean? Like they are just, perfect hardcore band to me and uh yeah the energy when they play is always just fucking great and then because you were like you know who's crazier energy wise than mind force oh yeah sammy the fucking man dream yes <laughs> where like, i mean yeah that's 
think about that you're in Florida, so it's not just going to be boogie boards. There might actually be sharks. You may have to deal with sharks in this pit. That's, I mean, again, like they fucking, they've been, anytime they come through on tour or whatever they're fucking doing, like, it's always an event. I mean, this is hardcore set with the, the intro and everything, fucking set the tone for everything. And, uh, yeah, they just fucking, Sammy specifically is just such like a, a all-time good front man. And then, so if you're like a younger kid and that's like, you know, the front man for you, you could do a lot worse, you know what I mean? And then, so... I just, I just love the band. And then, uh, again, that's a, you know, trying to put some Cali stuff on and, you know, whatever else I think, uh, it actually worked out. So I'm focused like for that. And then, you know, the cool thing about a band like no pressure is that they're not trying to rewrite the story on punk and hardcore. They're just filling a void where there was this time where, I hate the term pop punk. It's either <laughs> you're either a popular music and punk music to me. Obviously, you can talk about the Ramones. You can talk about all these things that were there to create that stuff. But like the people that actually like call themselves like pop punk people suck. <laughs> and, and I am already worried that in like two years there's going to be a bunch of people that stand in a bar and scream the lyrics to pop punk songs with each other like a pop punk night. That already they happens. It, they have that too. Fuck you. That absolutely. I mean, it's it's all lumped together. Fucking people oh, screaming, so Ebo starting night, line. So Ebo yeah. night, pop punk night. Well, anyway, I was getting to is that this Parker and Harry and this band, they took all the real energy in those bands and they kind of put it into something where even still at the the level that they're at, they don't have the crazy publicists and managers and all this stupid shit. They're still just trying to be a hardcore band mindset wise while their band grows in popularity because all their songs are fucking anthems and everybody wants to climb and sing. So it's kind of a cool uh, paradigm shift from the the moshier stuff into the sing along stuff into, you know, because that's I mean, the, the last three band, actually the last four bands are going to be nothing but sing alongs. And that's like, you know, like I was talking about earlier, like. On Sunday, you've been at the pre-show probably, probably got your ass whooped by, you know, one of the sets, like just fucking somebody clobbering you. Then you're there all day Saturday, and then you're either going out Saturday night or going to the after show Saturday. And then you're there all day Sunday. So I was like, yo, man, like even the crazy, even like, you know, Jeff from South Florida or like Stucky or Big Jake or fucking Carbondale Clemo or something like that, like they're fucking tired. Like, you know what I mean? Like even, even the people who have the most energy, need to just fucking want to sing along and like dive off stuff and not have to like, you know, mosh that hard. Um, so yeah, I like, I like that it worked out the way it did. And then I was actually talking to, to Harry recently. I was just like, dude, like as far as, um, what's the word? Fucking not entry level. Uh, what the fuck, what's the word I'm thinking of right now in regards to like a band that, you know, gets you into stuff. Oh yeah. That's fucking that- I don't think entry level is not a wrong word, but I think that they will obviously drag people towards going, Oh, what other bands sound like this? And so if there's kids, like there's going to be kids that come over from the anxious stuff the day before, there's definitely going to be people from the head stuff that comes from more. So yeah, 
Gate, gateway band is what I'm is the oh, fucking word. It's gateway. fucking driving me crazy. I thought you were going a totally different direction. No, like so, you know, like I saw this band and it led me to other things. I'm like, yo, I would so much rather a younger kid see that and see that stage diving is cool and writing catchy things that make people pile up is cool than some stupid fucking band where just people are standing 150 feet from the band just you know whooping somebody's ass in the back of the room or whatever. Like, you know, I would much rather at, you know, specifically FOA, I'd much rather see kids going off diving than just like, over, you know, I, I do like some ass whooping shit also, but you know what I mean? Like there's a lot of other bands that people could be liking that I'm glad that no pressure is, you know, where they are. And, you know, the same way you said, like, yeah, they fucking book all their own shit. They handle everything in house. They don't have some crazy shit going on. And, you know, you can't, how can you not respect that? You know, that's like the epitome of DOI. So, um, yeah, I'm glad they're fucking down to play. And I, I think that set's going to be fucking pretty memorable. Now, I'm not mistaken, but I don't have paperwork in front of me. So I apologize for not having notes. Am I wrong in thinking that Cold World has headlined or at least played towards the top of an FYA before? So they headlined the second year at the fucking Highlight Court. Oh, the one that was outside of Orlando and made you run the table. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, literally, yeah. Like in the, the giant ass green room. Um, and like that was, you know, we're still still getting our footing with the fest and everything and then trying to to figure it out, you know, what where where we kind of fit in with everything. And I was like, oh fuck, we got Cold World. Incredible. And then I literally felt like I invited like my parents to like like a, a, a something that I, I put together and then it was just the biggest embarrassment. You know what I mean? It's just like I promise you this is sick. And you get there like, God damn it, dude. Like some dipshit broke the stage the first day. So like Dan Mills is like following through. Like I thought I was like, dude, just got to break his ankle. This is fucking miserable. Uh, it, it was just like chaos all around. And I was like, God damn it, man. So getting to bring them back nine years later when I actually know what the fuck I'm doing in general, not everything obviously, but, and like a more put together thing with like an actual stage and again, there's so many kids that never saw cold. Like I, people up here take it for granted because they fucking play all the time. Like at, at a certain point, but I mean, especially in the southeast, like you've probably haven't seen Cold World in like eight or nine years at this point. So um, that's to me, that's like a perfect, perfect uh, end to the fest. And uh, yeah, I mean, again, Cold World can play anywhere on Earth and fucking have the best set of the weekend. So They're like legitimately on Earth at this stage, like they could play the fucking UK, they could play Australia. Yeah, fucking Jabit Turkmenistan. They're gonna fucking check. <laughs> the thing is cool is like another band that in the in the hierarchy of Bob Wilson music, so many, so many have probably shows as you were growing into hardcore, and you were seeing Cold World go from being like, oh, you know, it's the new band of these guys to holy shit, this band. I mean, you had to be there so many times for some highlight Cold World shit. And it's cool to see that their impact on you, you can now reflect and put them onto the fest and give some kind of positive impact to some of these kids who have never seen them. And, and I think, you know, there's a, a crop of bands from that whole time frame that if all they did was get on stage, there'd be kids so excited to see them for the first time because it's been such a gap. And oh, yeah, you know what? They did play, they have played some shows, but they play them sparingly. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's always random and weird what they've played. Like they played Vitus and they played, you know, they just played some random shit. I mean, they even had some shows where George sang for them. 
So, yep. you know, this is going to be an awesome time. And I think it's a great way to end Sunday. You know, like it's never great. I mean, what was that? That was this, yeah, the, the Sunday of integrity was the 2020. And it was like yep. integ, disembodied, three knee deep. And it wasn't total downer, but it, you know, like the ass kicking days kind of leave everybody sore and tired. So, like, people sitting yep. along and jumping. You know, it's a little bit better vibes walking out of there. And that's like, you know, I just, I want kids to actually have fun and not just fucking spend the weekend in the ICU after leaving or whatever. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's just cold world. This is, they started in like 04. So band being around for 19 years and it doesn't feel like, you know, old guys just getting on stage or something like that. Like it just, they still feel like a very young band. So, you know, I feel like the energy with them and everything like that is like still just like incredible. So. Well, I think there's, like for that. there's a resurgence in irrelevancy, not just from just being dormant, but just because of stuff like the mind force and stuff mm-hmm. like the gridiron where that rhythmic, anthematic fucking shit is big, you know, like it's, it's sick and they put on for PA hardcore. So it's fucking awesome. And then because of that, you're going to have time about an hour and then that fucking rule them all is going to fucking tear up the brass mug. Yeah, I mean, they, they've they been kind of quiet, but, you know, they have new shit coming. And it's just like, you know, when I was putting together the lineup for it, um, you know, Fugitive, unfortunately, is going to be able to play. But, you know, the other bands, I wanted to keep it. Again, I didn't really want anything heavy. I just wanted something, like, different from the rest of everything. And uh, most of them are going to be down there playing in dead last already. Um, so I just, it only made sense. And, you know, they, they played a couple years ago and like, I truly do love that band. So I feel like that's a good way to get kids to, you know, leave, leave the fest, grab some Wawa, get over there and fucking catch them. Uh, what is the deal with these next two bands? I don't know anything about them. So protocol is a punk band from Tally. And they are also, it's like them and armor are like the two really sick punk hardcore bands from that area. And uh, so when I had the chisel, I was like trying to think of cool shit in Florida that I could put on the fest, but I feel like, you know, there's people who would go to the after show just to see them and put on for them. Excuse me. And um, yeah, they're just, they're just really good, you know, like 80 style punk hardcore from Tallahassee. And uh, yeah, I, they've played Philly once or twice, but it's always like, you know, like three days notice at fucking Cousin Danny's or something like that. Uh, so them playing like a proper hardcore show, you know, I think is a, is a cool look, and I think people will be psyched on them. That's fucking awesome. And then, um, Fugitive. Fugitive ended up not being able to come out because fucking scheduling stuff. Um, so yeah, hopefully next year we can work something out with them because that demo is fucking sick. So, so but, it's uh, gonna be Zach Elmer on the mic for fifteen minutes. I would love nothing more than to have that happen, <laughs> and him just being an insult comic for fucking fifteen minutes up there. Yeah, it'd be fucking. It would be the, <laughs> might be the set of the, of the weekend. <laughs> And then, uh, you know, you get it. And that, this show is also sold out as well, right? No, nah, there's still tickets from it. I think uh, once people actually see War Hungry and Chisel, they're going to be like, oh, fuck, I literally need to go see them again before, uh, before the end of the weekend. Specifically, I mean, War Hungry, who knows next time they're going to play. So, uh, you know, it's, it's probably about halfway sold out at this point. So fuck you should, yeah. in theory, if you want to go, you should fucking uh, make it out. Yeah, so the Chisel, War Hungry, we talked about them. But obviously... This is a packed weekend, and I think the diversity speaks for itself. It's always hard to balance 
a meticulous list like this because obviously the the hardest thing is a Saturday Sunday because so many people are adverse and against playing Sundays. Like it's annoying. Yeah, set me straight up. Which I get, you know, if you have like a regular nine to five and everything, it's like, well, dude, you know, I can't get back from work and everything. But uh, yeah, luckily I didn't have too much pushback this year, and people were just mostly down for it. Just took like a vacation day or whatever. Yeah. So the the balance of the bills, the after shows, the pre show, this is a pretty well collected menagerie of bands, and I feel like this is a great way. As I've said every year, this is a great way to start off the hardcore year. And it is pure hardcore. It is, uh, you know, um, regardless of if Adrian listens to bad metal from the YouTube or if <laughs> Fiddlehead and No Pressure are more in the softer, anthematic world, it's all under the vein of hardcore, all under the same banner. And it gives someone who you have such a young crowd already that's from Florida and from those areas. And also because we talked about it, the from the South. Yeah, there's tons of people from the Northeast and California that come out. But with the regular touring cycles, a lot of people come from places that are different than the East Coast, the Northeast, etc. So this is a great time for these younger people to get exposed to all this. And I think you do a great job of exposing a lot of what hardcore today is. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, I still... You know, I I still love hardcore. I've literally been to, I think, I counted like 48 shows since September or something stupid. Like, I'm always trying to go out, support shit, check out new shit. Um, but, you know, I don't want it to just be my favorite 38 bands right now. You know what I mean? Because, like, that's not what it's about. I want to I wanna balance shit that I think people should check out and I think is important for them to listen to with, if I was, like, 18 to 23 what would be what would I be listening to on Spotify when I'm like hanging out with my friends or driving around and all that? Um, so I think I in in theory I, I think I did a pretty good representation of that. So hopefully, uh, you know, the sets reflect that and everything. What was the one band that you shot for, almost had, and got away this year? Uh, Hi Viz. Uh, that would have been cool, dude. I before I, I literally listened to uh, the previous shit like on repeat all like spring. And I was like, fuck, this is like before the LP came out. And I was like, oh, they got a record coming. I was like, dude, I've, if this band plays in front of kids, it's good. People are going to eat it the fuck up. And I just, I want to see them per- selfishly. And it just didn't work out with visas and everything. And of course, fucking record came out. And it's like the biggest fucking thing that came out last year. I was like, God damn it. So hopefully next year uh, somehow it can work out because I just, I need to see them. And I think them on a hardcore fest would be great. Is there any critical fest information that we didn't like? go over like is there stuff that we should know i mean i could say from my vantage point that people who don't know there's the parking situation is you pull up and park but if you take your car out you're not guaranteed to have your same spot tons of poop people uber there that might be a better for out of town people um uh this is a place that will check your bags so mike barger and crazy assholes please <laughs> Don't show up at 1030 a.m. with half a case of beer in your school bag because they're going to go, hey, what's going on here? <laughs> um, yeah, I would I would say don't bring any any weapons uh, going off that. Um, yeah, I mean, it's pretty self-sustained at this point. Like, you know, just uh, as far as other pertinent information. Yeah, like I said, if you don't have a ticket, don't show up. If you don't have a ticket to after shows, show up. You can probably get in. Um 
But uh, yeah, I don't know. I think I don't think there's anything else too important that people don't know yet. Well, you did an amazing job once again. I think that the important thing that people have to remember is that every time you do a fest, anyone doing a fest, you're trying to not outdo someone else as much as you're trying to do something better than what you did. And I know some people always will ask like, Oh, you know, like there's obviously stuff that the other festivals pull together that you don't want to repeat, but the hardest thing to do is not repeat yourself or not Mm -hmm. feel like you're getting into you know, only doing these kind of bands, unless your entire fest is bit, we're only doing these kind of bands and there's plenty of those kind of fests, but I've, mm. I've already seen if you put all the lineups of FYA together organically as the newer bands pop up, they're all up and down the bill up and down the bill because some mm-hmm. of the newest bands have some of the craziest reactions. And then the next year, you're not like, ah, we'll put them on third, not first. You're like, I gotta put these motherfuckers up there. And that just shows your insight and understanding of how to make a show flow well. Uh, Brian Glazier, for my money, if there ever was a venue that it was accommodating in the state of Florida, you have straight up carpets. You have air <laughs> conditioning and you have a clean fucking bathroom. I, I don't know what else you need. You know, like, I'm sorry we don't have any of those like mall massage chairs or anything. Like, that's the only thing. Like, what else? <laughs> You know, like I, there's not a nap room, unfortunately. Like it's insane how comforting the room is, and I've made the joke that it's like the hardcore Comic Con or like a tattoo convention because it has that rugged lighting and all that stuff. But it's such an easy place to be at that you don't feel that chaos of a rock concert stress that makes you want to like, oh fuck, I gotta get out of here. Yeah, I mean that's that's the whole thing. Like I want people to want to be there. I want people to enjoy being there and have fun and. And, you know, as somebody who personally, I don't like having fun. I want other people to have fun. I think that's, you know, the whole point of the weekend. Um, but I, I will say to, oh, the one thing that I guess people should know, the lights are staying on. I don't fucking care. I it's like, I like yeah. the feel. I mean, I liked, you know, when I was young, people, the lights would go out and it would get crazy for a minute or whatever. But I want, I don't want some dipshit sucker punching some like young kid or some girl or something like that and just. You know, people only tough when the lights are out, just being dickheads. And uh, I like being able to see everything. And I like, you know, the bands, you know, being able to see what's going on, everything. And then I just, I feel like it's a a better way for kids to, you know, not feel like, oh, fuck, like, what I got to watch my back or, or something like that. You know what I mean? So oh, the lights are staying on. Get some sunglasses. I don't know what the hell to tell you. I, lo- I love that you are keeping the Philadelphia tradition. I have... Uh, that Civ complaining about the lights being on And I'm like look man Kids sucker punch people when the fucking lights are off I also didn't see no one complaining About Santa Fury about the sun being out so, <laughs> and No one complained about the goddamn Dust either So don't be bitching yeah, you about take, Bob You can take some fucking, lights Yeah you can take some fucking Some lights that are 100 feet in the air They're not, they're not going to burn your fucking eye out It's also just a comforting room And, and like you said if you're that's a big hall. So if you're in the far back and the lights are off, you ain't going to see as much. But yep. I could sit from where that where that back bar is near where the bathrooms are for the um and you can see the whole room. Like you this is a venue where you could stand almost anywhere unless mm-hmm. you're 5 foot tall and your vantage point's pretty fucking solid and that's because the lights are on. Yep. You know? 
It's a little goofy. Yeah, and I see the people shooting, doing the vape pen thing. That's kind of corny, but I mean that's just pathetic. But that's going to be pathetic regardless. Yeah, <laughs> but I think you're doing <laughs> the right thing. Um, I guess I'll let you sign off. Say anything else you need to say, and um, I'll see you. I'll, I'll be down there with you in the trenches, as my boy Matt would say. <laughs> this whole thing. Uh, yeah, I mean, I just I'm I'm glad that people fuck with the lineup again. Um. I think last year people were like, oh, it turns out that's one reason people came to the fest. And I was like, I don't, I don't know. I think I don't there's some other shit that, that, that people are there for. So I'm glad I, I, I'm glad I wasn't wrong about that. I'm, I'm happy that I was able to keep it, you know, hardcore shit and not have to put on some nonsense just to get people to come out and buy tickets. Um, so I'm glad that people actually just want to see hardcore bands. Um, yeah, just I appreciate you guys, you know, the whole everybody who comes down and helps out. You know, all the help you've given me over the years and, you know, help getting bulldozed this year and everything. Um, yeah, and it's, I'm just like to fucking do the yearly vacation with everybody and hang out and get the fuck out of the Northeast for a couple of days. Carmines, baby. We're going to hit that shit up proper. <laughs> Ebor City. I'm there. Maybe get in the Scoop Gang, too. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll see about that. All right, brother. I love you. I, I'm so proud of everything that you've done with this year and all previous years and I can't wait to hang out and anyone who missed out, you're a fool. And that's all I got to say. All right, brother. Take care. Love you too, my friend. Bye. Bye. Once again, you're missing out. FYA Fest 9 is going to be absolutely fucking fantastic. Make sure that you stay up because usually by somewhere around late summer, he's always announcing this fucking thing. And I can't wait to talk about it next week when I come back. Oh, my God. FYA was so fucking awesome. You fucking missed it. I'm just telling you, you're missing out on cool shit. And thank you for supporting the podcast, TIHCpodcast.com. We're going to get ripping and rolling here. Um, like I said previously, without the the amazing, gracious gift of a new laptop, I don't know if I could have continued dealing with some of the bullshit, but this podcast now is completely exists on one laptop. And it's made everything great. Recording's been easier. It's a fucking dream come true. And we're getting ready to do a lot more shit with it. So thank you for the supporting. And we got a lot more coming. Thanks to Bob for having us on. And then I was going to talk about FYA. And see you next week. Take care.